Hello residents of Meeple Town, this is Dean. Johnny Isolation. And today we're going to be doing a review of Undaunted Normandy. We're also going to be wrapping up the episode with a showdown between Brussels 1893 and Brussels 1897. So thanks for joining us for episode number 37. residents in Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed like a mummy. He is completely and totally wrapped in toilet paper right now. And he is marching around, the, and he's he is hobbling, so he really looks like a mummy. Now that is true. I am hobbling, and that would be quite the power move to wrap myself up in toilet paper and parade myself around. That's, listen, Dean has hoarded so much toilet paper that he's got so much to He has so many squares to spare... That he's wrapping himself. Going around the neighborhood, rolling the neighbors. It is. And it's and he he has his chin up because he's like, I'm better than you all. I have so much. So I'm, much I'm so, I've got so much money. I have made a crown of toilet paper. Of toilet paper. Put it on my head. I, all right, Mapletown, before you hate me, none of this is true. That is 100% right. At all. And if you and are... before you hate Americans even more. That's what I was going to say. If you are not in the U.S., apparently... With this crisis, which is, though we are making some jokes, it's very real, and I want to say that. Um, yeah. And so I, uh, but Dean, uh, with that going on, Americans have decided that the most important thing in life—that's right—is toilet paper. Nothing else Not matters food. but toilet paper. Not canned goods, though we are running lower on that. But the very first thing we ran out of in the U.S. and cannot find easily is toilet paper. Still. Still cannot find easily. But I have the bead. I was talking to Dean about this before the episode. John knows the guy. I've got the the bead. With a white van. On on (laughs) some toilet paper for a dollar twenty a roll. I'm not kidding either. This isn't a joke. The the guy sells it out of the back of his van? No, he doesn't. Okay. But there's there is a shop that has some and it's re it's getting restocked. It's a place that most people aren't going to go to, which is why there's still some. Do you have to have a secret knock to get in this place? No, but he does. He he is not releasing it all at one time. He's okay. he's purposely holding stuff back and every day releasing. I don't know how many rolls to the public for for consumption. Wait, this is this is real life. It's it's it's, it's actually this really is not a dream. No, no, no. This is not a dream. This is not a joke. I told Dean about it. I told my wife about it. Right now. That's it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it on the air. You just said it. Because now everybody's gonna, gonna be rushing in to Murfreesboro because there's a bunch of people that listen to us in Murfreesboro. They they're, don't know where it's at. They're gonna find it. They're gonna uh, go. They're not. They don't. They. they <laughs> you can't pin a store. There's the thousands of stores in Murfreesboro. All right. Here's what I would do. I would wait till you're pulling out of your parking spot, and then I would just. I would tail you. I would follow you to where you're going. People are gonna hate me. And then <laughs> slash your tires. So here's so the thing. <laughs> This is not a selfish move by my part. On, I'm, I'm going to be real. I was told this by someone. I've been told by other people who know about this. So I, I don't want to spill the beans for their sake. Okay. Okay. For my sake, I would tell people because, hey, if you need it, you need it. That's right. But I don't, someone you know, tells me on the lowdown and then I go spill it to millions of listeners. I think we should do a, I'm gonna be in, a top a 10 jerk. things we never thought we would talk about on the podcast, and we did. This is, dude, this is this actually be, number <laughs> This is so high. Top three, right? Who would have thought that we would be talking about running out of toilet paper? For real. Yep. And there's a place that we know 
that we can get the DL. We got the lowdown on toilet paper. I know a guy. We are not, by the way, talking about drugs. We are talking about toilet paper. We're toilet literally tissue. talking about toilet paper. Okay. All right. Yeah. There is there there is getting harder to find meat too here in the borough. I found some. Did you I found look? Some my, my wife did the click list at Kroger and none meats. None meats. Nope. But I went in the morning one morning and there were some. So. Quite. Uh, I'm trying quite a not lot going to, on right now. You know, I'm trying not to hoard it because there's other people that need it. Right. So I'm trying to get some here and there and make sure that we have some for our family in case it goes insane. Right. But I also don't want to be like, I'm going to take 50 pounds of ground beef because there's people who need it. So I know a guy. You want to hear a story? Yep. Or is this going to make you mad? It's not going to make. So gonna I don't. Make I don't mad. actually know this guy. It is a. It is a coworker of a friend who went and bought a deep freeze. So a giant freezer. Wow. And wow, $500 worth of meat. I believe it. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. I mean, the people think that we're going to be in potential isolation for a long time. I will say that other countries have still allowed grocery stores. But, I mean, at, at this point, it's it's the it's the hysteria, right? If, if we could organize it, if we could organize it well, then we would have food for everybody. But it's the... People get hysterical mm-hmm. and go and go. I'm not going to have some for me and my family. If something happens, I'm going to go take 50 pounds. Yeah, and then it hurts everybody else. Yeah, you know. And, and so, like podcast related, I guess. Not since we're on this topic, John mentioned this. This is a it is a very serious thing. And in, in the U.S., we we haven't even really, you know, we haven't had the the brunt of this at all. You know, we're we're kind of at the at the start of all of this. So. We're actually recording this earlier, quite a bit earlier than we normally do, so that we can uh, make sure that we can go on lockdown if we need to. Uh, but that being said, who knows when if the next episode might be a little bit delayed because of all this. We're, we're not really sure, but we'll, we'll keep you updated Yeah, on there's that. some good websites like Zencaster that are helping podcasters out with more. Yeah. So Dean and I will probably be able to, um, should be able to do it, even if we have to go remotely, yeah. if that's possible. But but it would be a good thing to keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram. That's where I was going with oh, this. Oh, that's true. Was, was just, to, in, just in case. Yeah. Trying to push you're trying to, to you're just trying to boost dude, our numbers. You're like a politician. That's, <laughs> you're trying to take advantage of a horrible situation right now. That's right. I'm I'm not really. I just want I just people made to him feel really bad. Keep, <laughs> a little bit. I'm I'm just kidding. I want dude. people to be able to keep up with what we have going on. So that being said. Make sure because there needs to be some light in the midst of this. Speaking of which, let's do a poll. How about that? Let's do a poll. But I, I will also say, I know we did talk about toilet paper and stuff, but y'all are in my prayers, especially, um, especially in Italy and some of these other countries. Yeah. If you're listening, that so just want to let you know that we really definitely care about you and go on the board. If you, if anyone just needs some virtual loving, just uh, pick me up. Go on the go on board game geek guild thirty four zero seven. Message us on Twitter. Message us on Facebook, anything. We would we would love to be there for you and just be an encouragement to you. Yeah, absolutely. Or direct message us on there or whatever. Uh, absolutely, 100%. There we go. Okay, so for our poll this week, um, we are. I just released our top 10 worker placement games of all time. Now, Dean, I guess I'm going to have to tell people what our number ones and twos are, right? Oh, boo. Now they're not going to watch our video. Ugh. It's okay. There's other ones. There's eight more choices. Okay. But this is for the poll. So it was, this was your idea, actually. It was. So, <laughs> so if you're going to get mad, you can get mad at yourself. Hurry up and watch the video, I All guess, right. is the lesson in this. That's right. So I we we the poll was based on my top two and Dean's top two. So I'm going to go ahead and, and reveal those. 
won't right. tell you which one is my number one and number two. There you go, Dean. I won't tell you which one is Dean's number one and number two. I will. So you can go watch the video to see which ones are. You've already watched it anyway, hopefully. And if not, stop the podcast right now. That's a good point. Just go watch the video. Come back. We'll we, be here. We're not going anywhere. That's right. We know that you may be at home right now. That's right. And you have the opportunity to maybe do that. That's right. More people will be listening from home than on their car. Most people listen to their cars, I think, but maybe there's not as much driving around. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? All right, so the choices are... All right. My top two are Russian Railroads and Lahav. Spoiler. Dean's are Lords of Waterdeep and the Godfather Corleone's Empire. Which one is number one from Evil Town? The poll simply says favorite out of the following. All right. You ready to hear my, my thoughts through this? Yep. As soon as I said this is the poll that we should do, I immediately thought, oh, that's going to be a really tough one to gauge. Because here's what I think. Most people have played Lords of Waterdeep that looked at that. You're you're the exception, John. You're the only one that, that looked at this and has never played Lords of Waterdeep at the poll. It's that's not I think that's not true based <laughs> no. on some I could be wrong. I haven't read any of the comments or looked at anything on this one. No, nope, that's I, right. I, never I, mind. The poll does not. Nope. It was the opposite. Okay. There so, was, Tim had said he only has played. He's Lords only of played Lord, yeah, Lords so. of Waterdeep. Okay. Well, there we go. I know where his vote is. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. He could have said I've only played Lords of Waterdeep, so I didn't feel like voting in this. Oh, is that what he said? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some insight. He said so. He went ahead and voted. He felt bad, but I say I'm like, don't feel bad. Just yeah, yeah. If you really like a game and you see it in the list, just go for it. Who I cares? vote for stuff all the time, and I've never played it. I don't know. I don't even know what the answers are. Just any, mini, mighty, mo, and click all the time. <laughs> I haven't played Undaunted today, and we're Do reviewing that. Yeah, no, that's I've not never, true. That's not true. I've just looked through. Uh, all some right. Playthroughs. So I would go. Here's here's what my mind is going to say. I think more Here's people. Here's what have, your mind is going to say. I'm just going to let it come out. All right, it's just going to come out. My it thoughts are is. coming out. Yes, they are. Everyone's played Lords of Waterdeep, but I don't think that that's the right answer. I think Feast for Odin is a huge hit with people. So I think. Well, since this is not, it's not a choice. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? Didn't you say Feast for Odin? Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, Feast for Odin is the winner. Lahav. Are you sure? And Russian Railroads, yes. No. I'm looking at it. Double check it. It's <laughs> Lahav? This is the worst. You're going to guess something that's not even a choice. <laughs> I have to balance it out somehow because You're I, not even playing the same I, game. You're in the same ballpark. I typically... Someone's pitching the ball. You're not up to bat. You're up to bat at another ballpark right now. I don't appreciate you yelling at me. This is hurting my feelings. All right. Plus, it's peeking us I out gotta here. i got to breathe a little <laughs> bit here. Plus, we're, we're, you're peeking out there. Yummy. There, there, John. All right. Woo. So, Lords of Waterdeep is going to be the answer then. I think Lahav is close or maybe even higher. I'm going to say Lord, Lords of Waterdeep. Do you know the four choices? Can you at least recite the four choices to me Lords right of now? Waterdeep. I should be able to get two of them because they're my picks and three because you just told me it. So, Russian Railroads, Lahav. Lords of Waterdeep and Godfather Corleone's Empire. I was gonna really laugh if you forgot your own. Uh, you hesitated for just. A I'll second. say that one's number four. It, it might not even have any votes, but I, I'm I'd be disappointed if it was. Okay, it does have votes. Okay, but it's number you four. You are wrong about Lords of Waterdeep. Okay, Lahav is number one. That's exactly right. Followed by Lords of Waterdeep. You're exactly wrong. So this proves that this poll proves that Meeple Town agrees with me more than you. I just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. 
You can get your toilet paper hoarding. <laughs> Dean re- has left re- the studio. <laughs> Dean has left the studio. What is 35.9% said Lahav. That's a pretty high percentage. Okay. 30.8% said Russian railroads. Okay. So 66%, 67% are agreeing with me. Even though I said what I said. Lords of Waterdeep is 23 and Corleone's Empire is 10. 10%. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. I I think that Thank makes you, sense. Meeple Town. I guess Thank I guess that makes Town. sense because Lords of Waterdeep is like the like the the plainest of all of the worker placement games. And I think that I think people like it, but you're right. Probably people don't love it, especially having played a lot of I think it would be kind of like then. picking Stone Age, a good game. Yeah. Just has been around for a long time. There's others that a lot of people would say have surpassed it. it. Yeah. And that's what and then Corleone's Empire, I'd I bet a lot of people haven't even played that. They should. They yeah. should. I don't know. I've never played it. But. All right. Let me go ahead and say this. I'm just going to I'm gonna stop all this nonsense. And, and, One. And, and I will say Lahav and Russian Railroads are hugely pop. Dude. Yeah, it is. It is. They, yeah. and, and I think They're Lahav, big time scores. Lahav is a great disc placement game. You're absolutely right. Get out of here. That's what I said in the video, and I'll say it again. Meeple Town agrees. Worker placement, not so much. Disc placement, yes. Wrong. The, <laughs> all right. But... If you've not played Corleone's Empire, listen listen to me, John, because you're going to play this. This is the top of the list of games that I'm going to make you play this year, okay? If you like thematic Euro games that have a lot of player interaction, you got to play this game. You got to. Okay. You have to. It's great. It's not it's, just good. It's great. I'm Great. Jonathan likes this, right? He does. That mm-hmm. sold me on it more. He does. I'm just yep. kidding. It's not no. a heavy game, but it's it's yeah, fun. But it's fun. Yeah. I'd like to play it. What other worker placement game can you knock somebody off and make them go sleep with the fishes? Anything? Can you do that in Lahav? No. Can you no, do that in Russian Railroad? You Railroads? use the fishes to feed people. You use it for a benefit. Okay? I'm only you, you into eat them. positive. You eat them. I'm only into positive games, not this, you know, terrible darkness. Darkness. You're talking about eating fish. Speaking of darkness, we started watching the Batman Lego movie again last night. <laughs> the best intro to a film ever. I've not seen it. You know, what? I, I've not seen I'm, it. We've did I make you this. watch the the first the intro to it? Yes, you did. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Yep. You want to go? You and me go. Uh, let me start this off. Yeah, go for it, man. I can't believe that list, though. Unbelievable. That poll. Oh, I can. It's exactly right. <laughs> Zuloretto is a game that I've been playing lately. We are, um, you know, mostly at home. Now, I still have some things that I'm doing at, at work, but I'm by myself. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm isolated, but um, but I've still been going to the office. But over the weekend, we didn't really get out at all. And so we stayed at home. My wife and I played Zuloretto with our two kids, our eight-year-old and four-year-old. And in Zuloretto... You are building up a zoo. How about that? You each have your own zoo. Unbelievable. You each have your own zoo board, and you are going to take a tile from the bag and put it on the truck as an action, or you can take a truck and put it into your zoo, or you can spend money and upgrade your your park. But that's it. It's a, a, a kind of loosely I pick you choose kind of thing, um, because if you're drawing from the bag and putting it on a truck, you don't want to make the truck so appealing so that somebody else will go behind and take the really good truck. So you want to kind of even things out when you're placing the animals in the truck. And there are there are some tiles that have a male uh, symbol, some that have a female symbol, and then when you put those together, 
They make babies. They make babies. Did you, did you use this as an opportunity to teach your sons about the birds and I bees? I did not, actually. Yeah. But you know what? If you... Hey. This, hey, do you remember playing Zularetto? That's how I'm going to start off the conversation. I know. When you do, you say, guys, let's, we're going to play a game. Yep. And then you can use a board game to teach that... That's right. Hey, you know what? My kids might be listening to this right now, so we're going to move on to talking about Zularetto the game. Ask your daddy and- <laughs> some questions. <laughs> so, uh, when you do that, basically what you're doing is you're trying to fill up your zoo to get points. If you fill up a, uh, a containment area, you're going to get the max amount of points that are in there. If you get all but one tile to fill that containment area, you're going to get that second level of points. If you have a cart, like a kiosk cart in that containment area, you're going to get one point for each tile that you put there. Um, if you don't have that, you know, if you don't like fill up that area. So it's a good way to, and you also get points for those at the end of the game for the different ones that you have. Super simple game. I was a little nervous about the four-year-old not being able to really grasp this. And that's probably right. Like I, I destroyed him. All right. I mean, make no... You you smeared his face <laughs> in the poo of Zularetto. Call that the, a zoo. The animals is what I said. You call out. that a zoo. What are you doing? The animals definitely didn't wipe the rear ends. Who do you think won this game? Because there's no way that we're using TP on animal bottoms at this point. <laughs> Who do you think won this game? It was you. Me, my wife, wife four uh, year old, and, and eight year old. Yeah. Uh, Elias. Elias won this game. That's right. That's right. Elias, the the eight year old, won this game. I assume that um, you were teeing me up for something like that. He, yeah. he and Amanda were within one point. I Was he getting help? I was dead last. Were you helping him a little? He was not, actually. So. Um, the four-year-old was, and he came in third place. I think that's right. They, they all mopped the floor with me in this game. And it's not like I wasn't trying. It was just the game's rigged or something. I don't know. But, so you're giving it a two out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mentioned one of these ep- uh, last episode that I'm, I'm trying to get all of the Spiel des Jahres games to play them, right? This is one that I have not played. Uh, this is a good one. I really enjoy this one. I've, really? I've enjoyed this journey of playing these Spiel des Jahres games. It's what not, year did that come out? Do you have it in front of you or no? 2007 that this yeah, was released. Okay. And then there's there's expansions to this. There is uh, a dice version of this game, which I've played before. Is there? I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Zularetto, the dice game, which plays... Pretty similarly, um, I like the the base game better, but the dice game is super simple, but it's it's fun for like a quick game. Uh, there's Coloretto. I don't really know. There's a lot of different variations of this game, but I've really, I, I thought it was fun. I don't know who in the US, I, I think it's still Z-Man Games that publishes this game. I think that's right. It's a 6.8. That's not selling me. Well, of course not. I mean, it's not like a... You know, Russian Railroads or a Great Western Trail or anything. But for a family weight game that you can play with younger kids, I think this is worth it. This is designer uh, Mike uh, shocked, by the way. Can I ask you a question? Is this is this staying in your collection then? I'm probably going to have a collection of all the Spiel des Jahres games. Okay. I think. Okay. I'm working on it. I'm just we'll trying see. to, I'm trying to gauge lot of games, how much though. you really like it and, and all that. So This will come out again with our family okay. for sure. Yeah. yeah I, would, good, I would play it. It's um, a good family weight game. For the family, but I'm not super stoked, but you know. Yep. I'd give it a I'd give it a whirl. Yeah. It's it's not gonna blow your mind, but it's fun. All right, Dean. So a game that I've been playing lately is one that I was just introduced to this week. This week we had So you've been playing it or you played it? I played it. Okay. What do you what's it that's what Let's you do. Not lie to Meepletown. What do you mean? I mean I, you said a game I've been playing lately. That's different than a game that I played lately. Oh my gosh. We just that's the that's just the the um Mm. Oh, my brain is not working right now. That's just the segment. That's what I'm looking for. What have we been playing lately? So yes. I'm just saying that. Okay. 
I just want to make sure that Meeple Town gets the honest truth. That's what I want. Get out of here. All right. Raja. Rajas of the Ganges. Okay. I was introduced to this game by our buddy, Jonathan, and he said, hey, do you want to play a game that you're going to want to buy immediately? And I thought, I've seen this game. I haven't actually watched any playthroughs or any of that stuff. Sure. If Jonathan says it's going to be good, it must be pretty good. And he was 100% accurate. Though I already spent all my monies on buying Russian railroads. <laughs> <laughs> I finally am getting a copy. Should be here anytime soon. Should be here soon. Um, but in this game, it's really interesting, Dean. I'm going to sell you on it right now. It's beautiful. I'll say that. It's, it is pretty. It's really colorful. Let me sell you, first of all, on the, re- on the reality that the game wins. There's two tracks that you're going up. There is your money track, and you have to spend the monies. And then there is, oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like a victory point, influence, prestige, something like that. I'm going to call it influence track. When they cross, it triggers the end of the game. So you start on one side, you start on the other, and then they go around the board, and then when they cross. So what you're doing is, in order to get your influence, and if that's wrong, I apologize, everybody. There's a bunch of different actions that you can do. You've got a river that you can go up. You also can build your own tile like city. You have a little player mat, and you're literally buying tiles with dice. This is a dice um, dice game that you're doing. You're picking your actions. There's worker placement, but you use dice to do your actions. So it's not dice drafting. It's no, dice worker placement. Exactly. Okay. So you, have, you start off with three workers, and then you're going to put a worker, but you have to have the dice that allows you to do that action, and then you obviously discard that dice. But you also have a player mat, and you're using dice to buy tiles, and those are giving you bonuses um, and giving you victory points or whatever influence or whatever it is um, over the course of the game. But you also have a river that you're going up. All right, and so you can also use your dice and just go to spots and move up the different tracks and stuff. So there's a lot of moving pieces. There's also some tracks that you can go up, Dean. I know you like going up tracks. Uh, you like the tracks? Yeah, so... But what's really interesting in this game, what I like about it is I, I enjoy dice rolling and, and, and manipulation. I think that's, that can be pretty fun as long as you can actually manipulate them. And there's a lot of different spaces you can go to. So if you roll low, you can go with the river a lot and different things like that. But what I think is intriguing, Dean, is that is that money track. You're going up a track that you have to spend money on. But as you go up the track, Dean, you're also unlocking bonuses. So you can say, am I going to spend money now to go up maybe the influence which actually is it goes up faster, moves faster. Or do I want to save my money so that I can unlock this bonus of getting two more die or this bonus of going up the river? So you're it's like it's a really interesting balancey race game. You're racing to see who crosses those paths first, but you're constantly balancing what the most efficient moves are. It is phenomenal. I'm kind of glad that I did not play this with you all. <laughs> Why is that? I've been playing so many good games lately. Oh, a lot! You, you were you good will games. love this game. I know. And the Jonathan wait said that about is me. right around three, which yeah. is like use a lot right up in our jams. Two what? Two point eight four is the weight. That's a little low for me, actually. It seems like for something, but I I didn't I think feel like it. That's the average of my like top twenty five games or something. like I that, would I, think. I would rate it a little bit higher than that, in my opinion. Um, this is a Inca and Marcus brand game, as which well. is another reason why I want to play it. Yeah. There's some and Dennis Lohausen is the artist. I do love Dennis Lohausen, and yeah, I, 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 everything about this game looks so cool. I think I'm gonna love this game. But here's the thing: I've been playing Twa and Great Western Trail, and what are some other ones that I've been playing lately that 
uh, Brussels that, really that we'll liked, talk about yeah, later. Yeah, you really liked that game. Yeah, you've been you've been introduced to a lot of games that you've been rating pretty high. I've been playing a lot of these games that everyone else has played that I haven't played. Missed them somehow. This is it's it's Meeple Town. This is an excellent game, and I. Yeah, I would love to do a full-on review of this or a video review at some point in time. I Now, I've only played um, one play, so maybe get samey, maybe something. I don't know, but I, I doubt it because there's a lot of different ways to do things. This, in this could game. be a Mapletown Museum at this point, 2017. Yep. We, maybe we should. I remember when this came out. It doesn't seem like it was that long yeah, it ago. Was, it's, man, it's excellent. It's an excellent game. All right. Well, we'll talk about another game coming up. Undaunted might be Normandy. <laughs> it might be excellent. We will see. Undaunted Normandy. Hey, John, let's talk about a two-player game called Undaunted Normandy. What do you think about that? Well, I think that with the jungle warfare that might break out, then this was an appropriate time to play this game, I guess. Very fitting. All you right. You learn strategy on how to defend yourself, huh? <laughs> I guess so. Although rolling dice to defend yourself in real life probably isn't going to be the most effective way to, to help the cause so my speaking of defending yourself or uh, my scholar friend he's a scholar country boy he is almost 80 years old he's brilliant i'm talking about ben okay get comfortable he is brilliant maple town and yet he's a a country boy at heart and he said uh, the other day that um, in the climate that we're in you could rob a bank with a booger that's right that's right and i thought that's a that's a weapon of warfare. <laughs> Undaunted Normandy was published in 2019. This is an Osprey Games game. The designer is Trevor Benjamin and David Thompson. The artist is Roland McDonald. This one plays in about 45 to 60 minutes. I would say maybe longer than that in some of those like tougher scenarios. They could they could be short, but they could also take a really long time potentially. Uh, meaning like maybe an hour and a half. You think? Yeah, potentially. It's like a game of chess. Like sometimes they can just keep going and going a right. little bit. Right. Now this is weighted lighter. It's a 2.12 out of five weight, and in this game you are competing. One team is taking one. One side is the U.S. The other side is the uh, are the uh, Axis forces, and in this game, you are trying to complete your objective. And sometimes you're going to have the same objective. Sometimes they're going to be different. Oftentimes, they're just holding points on the board on the tile that is worth so many points. So, like an objective might be have five points, and some of the tiles will have one, two, or three points on them, and you just have to control those tiles and have a total of five points, and you would immediately win the game. Another way you can win the game is by taking out all of the rifleman uh, counters from the tiles of the other team. That means they John wouldn't... John learned the hard way. John learned the hard way. That means you, uh, with the rifleman, that's how you're going to control those spaces. Um, and if you don't have any out there, well, you can't control the spaces, so you're pinned in. And how are you going to accomplish that? Well, you're going to lay out a board of tiles, and each of the tiles basically just has a defense value on it. And then they're also going to have maybe objective points on it. They're going to have spawn points. You're going to start off with counters on the board, which represents uh, your different uh, troops that you have. So it could be like your rifleman A, B, or C. It could be a scout A or B. It could be a uh, machine gunner uh, of one of those letters. It could be uh, mortar. It could be several different things. And then you're, you're going to start off with a hand of cards. And you're each going to have four cards in your hand to start off. You're going to flip one card over to determine who is going to have the initiative for that round. If your number is higher 
then you are going to have the initiative, which means you're going to go first, and you're going to take all of your actions before the next player takes theirs. And you can do that by playing a card, taking an action on that card, and then doing all of that. Um, so the, the the gameplay of this is pretty simple, but the the actions can be kind of tricky, right, John? I mean, there's there's a lot of different actions that you can take. There's moving, there's scouting, which allows you to move into to yeah. There are some areas. cards that have four choices, right? So you do have to. And then you have those Fog of War cards. Right, which just clog, clog up your up deck. Your deck. Yeah. And so you can spend a card just to get rid of one of those if you have one in your hand. And yeah, like you said, and then even on the move action, where am I going to move? Right, right. You know? You can attack. And so when you attack, you're rolling dice. So let's say, I'm going to give a quick example. Let's say John has a rifleman on the tile next to mine. It's his rifleman, rifleman would have a, a defense of four, and if he's on a tile that has a defense of one, and he's one tile of way, away, I'm going to add up all those numbers, and that's going to be his defense value, and I have to equal that or uh, have a, a number greater than that. So I would roll a die or however many die I'm, dice I'm rolling with that particular character, and in that case, I would have to roll a six. If I roll a six, then I'll remove a card from John's hand first, or if it's not there, then his discard pile and then deck and then if he doesn't have any cards in any of those places then he'll actually remove the counter from the game counters can come back out if you get cards but um but, but that's you just... have to have the counters off a space to control it right you can't right. control a space with an enemy counter so that's the bonus that's right one of the actions you can use with a rifleman is to control some of the cards that you have in your deck actually don't have counters on the board they're just going to be giving commands um so they might uh, inspire which means that you'd be able to to take a card that you just played and play it again. Or they might, uh, what, bolster, which will let you add new cards to your deck. Uh, because once a card is gone, it's gone from the game, and so you're going to have to bolster up your deck. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Control, where you draw, was that the name of it? Where you draw cards into your hand? No, no, no. That That's command. Command. Control is, is oh, yeah, right. controlling this. I think I may have spaces. said that wrong earlier. So, yeah, command is to draw two new cards, or um, however many cards it would say. And then, um, and then the control was to flip the tile over so you take control of the tile. And there that's basically it. That's the gist yeah. of it. But you're just deck building and moving pieces around on the board, rolling dice to attack. Yep. And I could have just said that, and then it would have been fine, right? Well, there you go. Let's do art and components because I want to talk about gameplay. I almost jumped into you it. I almost about got to excited. Jump into it. Yeah, I was. Okay. I like the art. I think it's really good. Yep. I just I like the style of it. It it makes me the the art and I will dive a little bit into the gameplay. The overall feel of this game makes me feel like I'm playing a game that my dad played in like the 60s or something like that. Like as a boy, like this kind of war, cool war feeling. Um, yeah, like tactical game or whatever. It's I, I like the art. The components are just they're fine. Okay. Uh, I learned the hard way that the cards are definitely not a living finish. <laughs> I'm whenever a little bitter I, about whenever all I this. spilt. Well, John destroyed I, my coffee. My, in this game. I, I set a, I <laughs> set for like three seconds a coffee on the table, and one of my good buddies is a little bit of a bull in a china shop. He literally immediately knocked the table and spilt all over his cards. So I owe Dean a copy of this game because the cards got not good very quickly. Wasn't I'm over it. Whatever. Okay. It wasn't that big of a deal, but John won't drop it. He you just, know, I told him that whenever your granddaddy says to you. I'm paying for this meal. You can't argue back. And I told him I'm buying him a new copy because I don't think he has to, but it's fine. It is what he, it is. Oh, I'm. I don't have to, but right. I am going to. <laughs> um, the art. I'm with you. Uh, same artist that did Western. You Legends. could use the cards for toilet paper if you. 
if you go, if you get now into that's a pinch, some expensive toilet paper. Yeah, go I don't ahead. think it would work very well either. Western Legends, same artist. Uh, Battle okay. Line, which okay. is a game that you don't care for, but mm-hmm. uh, I think the uh, the art on that one is not my favorite. But Where Words, um, same artist on there. Stop Thief. Yeah, it's, it's some good. I like the good art. art. I like his. Yeah, I like. This his is art. probably my favorite of the art. I think that he's done. Yeah, I like Western Legends, but I think I might like this better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The components. Uh, I think the component. The, they're thick cardboard. The the inserts nice. I like I like the components of this. Now you know me being a miniatures guy. I'm like I'd like to see, have miniatures on there, but you can't okay. really do that. You have to have the information readily available when you're looking at the board. Yeah, you could do it if you had like color coded guys though. Somehow, yeah. Like you like, still have to have like bases, stickers. Like on if the you bases. had bases, yeah. Like if you had like because it's A, B, and C, you could have like just blue, green, and red or something, and That's then everybody's true. guys look different. But I bet I think people have done this too. I'm pretty yeah. sure looking on the pictures, I've, I've seen people do this. Now I will say this about the uh, components. Now the tiles are a good size, but they can you can fill up a tile. That last game that we That's played, true. we filled that tile up with with all of our counters and. And, and it's a lot to look at and, and it can be kind of confusing sometimes because the colors are different but when you're looking at it out on the board uh, that green and that like bluish green aren't that dissimilar you know I what i mean you. so yeah. like that can be an issue and it was an issue for us a couple times because we thought we were attacking the other person but it was actually our tiles you know I had to, yeah i did have to remind myself yep so but it's it's not a huge deal but it, it can be an issue i think yep so gameplay? Gameplay. I want to hear your thoughts on this, John. Yeah. Okay. So I want to first start off by saying, um, I've been intrigued by this game, but I also know myself. Dean, I know myself well, and I am not a fan typically of a two-player tactical back and forth. I made him play type this of one. game. Yeah. So, but I've heard so many good things about this game. I was really, I was intrigued, and I, I told him I, I was really looking forward to playing this game. Um, with that being said, let me share my highlights, the positives. First of all, I like deck building games. There's a great deck building component to this. Um, it's fun to make the decisions on which guys I'm going to go get and build my deck with, because you can choose, right? Can I add to that? Yeah. All right, so I like, you may have just been saying this, you don't have to think about purchasing those cards either you can just take them into your deck now the thought process is some of them are you can either draw you can only draw like the a b or c cards. so sometimes there's limitations on that but then sometimes there's not there's a card that you can just bolster three cards and they can be any kind and that's an interesting that's your um what sergeant or it's 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 your commander it's your commander card level nine one it's your best card and it's an interesting decision because you can choose to bolster add three cards to your deck or draw two additional cards platoon sergeant platoon sergeant yeah so that's that's a powerful card in deciding how to use him appropriately i probably lost the last game because i didn't use him the right way i probably should have bolstered but anyway, um, so I think that's cool. And I also like how whenever you go and you scout, you have to pick a Fog of War card into your deck, which does nothing but clogs up your deck, and which you can get rid of with other cards. So that's interesting choices as well. Do I want to use my Rifleman? I think Rifleman do this, to, um, or Scouts, one or the other, or both. Scouts. Do I want to use my Scout to move and open up new places? Because you have to have your Scout go there before you can go there with anyone. Or do I want to use him this turn to get rid of a Fog of War card because I don't want to keep drawing Fog of War cards because you only draw four 
whenever you make your moves. So the other piece I like to the game is simply the card-based actions. I enjoy playing games like Concordia, as we talked about, where you've got to make a decision. I've got a deck of cards in my hand. Which, which am I going to play? Now, in this game, it's less of a decision because you're going to, first of all, to decide who gets to go first, you're going to play a card that you don't get to use except for the value at the top. Um, which that's, but besides that, you're going to play the other three cards in your hand. Um, so it's more about the choices on the card than deciding which card to play. There's a little bit of that, but you know, I like that about the game. That's fun. Now, negatively, well, you want to say some positives? Why don't you say some positives? I've been talking too long. I've got a lot of positives. Yeah, this go, one. go and, for and positives and then, we'll, then we can both do negatives. Yeah. So fine? the, the initiative part, you know, that where you're playing your cards for that player order it, it might seem like just a simple mechanism, which it is. It's hugely important in this game. I mean, it's, that's your that's your decision on, here's my hand, what am I going to play? Right, right. The other ones you're just going to play. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, the, because the Fog of War is clog up your, your deck. Um, you have to think about, do, do I want to try to get rid of this or can I use my scout? The thing is, with the scout, sometimes they can feel not as useful later in the game. They are, gotcha. but yeah. I think they can feel not as useful. True, because if you scout everything out, but you could use them to unclog the clog up for That's right, you can do that with them, but they also become good cards for gaining high initiative, or you know they can still attack just as as well as a rifleman can. So I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but sometimes it might not feel as useful as later in the game unless you're unclogging your deck or if you're you know using to, them to attack. But because the initiative's high, I just I really think that that's interesting. The the choices in this game, and it's hard to, for me to to not really. I have to compare this game to Memoir 44 at least a little bit in my mind because these are two World War II simulation type games um, that are kind of on the lighter weight of things. And um, I just think the in, the decisions in this one can be more interesting to me than Memoir 44. If you remember, Memoir 44 is a game that was in my top 50 you when love I did that, that game. list. I, I do love that game quite a bit. And with this one the decisions with the cards become really interesting. It's, you know, they're multi-use cards like you mentioned, but the decisions are kind of hard at times to know what you want to do. And then sometimes you might just not be able to do much. You know, if you if you have a lot of Fog of War cards in your hand and you draw two or even three of those into your hand, well, that stinks. Uh, yeah. You know, but there's ways to get rid of those, but sometimes you don't want to do that because you don't want to waste your scout actions to get rid of those because you want to be able to attack or do something else or explore or whatever. Yep. I think that's really interesting. I think another another piece that I find a little interesting about this game is this is kind of an art and component thing, I guess, that I didn't mention. But on the cards, each one of the cards has a name of a soldier. And I think that's really interesting. Like they, they say in the rule book that they made the decision to do that because they didn't want it to be like this abstracted thing. Yeah. You know, they wanted you to, to have this feeling that it adds that this idea that you're actually commanding uh, real people into battle, you know, so that it puts some sort of like, um, yeah, it puts it's put some sort of emotion. Uh, it, 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 you know, might draw out some emotion because these people have names and, and you can tell stories about them, you know what I mean, instead of just like yeah. moving pieces on a board, which is what Memoir 44 is, and that's fine. But I just think that's interesting, and I, 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 I'm thankful that they did that because I guess it does make you stop and think that this is actually battle. You know, it's not just a game, but this is actually 
you know, if you really stop and think about it, this is, these are people that actually, these aren't actually people that, that were in battles, you know, they're not yeah. historical names, but, but that there were actually people that did this. And I guess it puts more of a, that theme to it and it makes it more real to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, those are some of the biggies outside of what you already said. I mean, yeah. I, I just think this is, I just think it's a fun you game. You really love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, my, my negatives, if that's okay, we'll go to, towards that. Um, my negatives are, um, so if you don't like luck, which we have a lot of listeners that don't like luck, we have a lot of listeners that don't care, right? Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. There's a good mixture, I think. This There's a lot of luck in this game. Now, over the course of a game, it ought to be mitigated, right, Dean? To a degree. The dice rolls there's a lot. There, I'm, what I'm, I don't mean mitigate it. I'm sorry. Over the course of a game, especially when you're playing a longer game, the amount of dice rolls should... Balance out. Should balance out. That's what I meant to say, not mitigated. Yeah. Balance. Should. It doesn't always happen that way, as we know, with flipping coins or anything. Um, so that's that's a positive, is because the game, especially the longer scenarios, scenario, scenario, um, tomato, tomato, it should balance out. Um, but... There are times in our game for both of us where we were rolling terrible. Yeah. And like, I think there was a time where three or four turns went by and I rolled six times and didn't. I did. Shoot I counted. Any of Dean's. I counted. Well, remember that I told you that I was, I was shooting at your rifleman A and, I, and I whiffed six or seven times yeah. in a row. Yeah. And, and then there's other times. Dice. Where, not, not times, but dice. Yes. Like sometimes I rolled two or maybe even four dice on them. Yeah. Then there's other times when you're taking them down, you know, and you're just, right. you're mowing them down, and you don't even you're just like roll up. There's a seven, roll up. There's an eight, and you're in, and so there there is luck. You're gonna get fr- like you can get frustrated in this game. You could be playing this game if you don't like luck, and the other player could just be rolling way better than you, and you're gonna lose probably if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, you will. You, I, I'm sure you will, but um, but more than likely that's gonna balance out. I agree with that statement. In, so, in, in a longer game, like you said. So that's a, a negative, but not a. It's not a. Eh, it's an okay negative for me because I typically don't like games where luck you, is. You a, you got frustrated a, a few times. I did. In because, like you said, you whiffed several times. Yeah, I, I felt like I had a perfect like I had my cards lined up the right way, like two or three turns in a row, and I was rolling a lot of dice. Yeah, and I just whiffed, 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 whiffed. Now, on the positive side of it, it's really fun when you hit. Yeah. And there was some hoot and hollering a little bit. We talked about that. There's some, I mean, I yelled. Remember that one time yeah. I finally, uh-huh. I think it was when I finally broke the streak of missing four like whole turns in a row or three whole turns in a row. And I was, yes, finally. Um, but, you know, that's there. I also felt like um, in this game, it can be a little bit of, all right, at the beginning, it's really interesting to me because I'm building my deck. I'm building my deck where I'm moving around. I'm trying to decide. There's a lot of things going on. After you kind of build your deck, it can be a lot of shoot, roll your dice, shoot, roll your dice, shoot, roll your dice, shoot, roll your dice, roll your dice, roll. I don't know what you're saying. Roll yo. Roll, roll, roll your dice. (laughs) Shoot, roll your dice, shoot, roll your dice. Help me. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but then, then you guys start dying, and then you get back to a phase of maybe deck building again. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. but it did seem like in both games there was after initial kind of figuring out what we're doing. There's a whole lot of we're just taking turns shooting at each other and and chucking dice. Yeah. I and I, I don't I don't disagree with that. You're gonna hate my Memoir 44 because it's a lot more of that of than, that, than yeah. this. And there's not like the you pretty much have an idea of what you're going to do in that one. I'm not going to talk about it, but yeah. anyway, I think you wouldn't like that game 
as much as you like this one. Yeah. But because there's different decisions that you can make. So for example, there are different decisions. I mentioned with the machine gunner. Uh, I think I may have anyway. So machine gunner, you have the option when you're attacking, you can either um, roll two dice to attack, which means that if you hit, you're going to take their uh, card out of, out of the game. Right. Yeah. Now you can also take the suppress action. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Is that the it name is. of it? Yeah, and, you and so that over. one, you're going to roll four dice. And when you do that, instead of taking the card out of the deck, you're going to flip their counter over. So that, let's say I was attacking his Scout B. Well, if he flips his Scout B counter over, then he has to waste an action with the Scout B later on to flip it back over, and that's the entire action. Yeah. But so it doesn't I, remove him from the game. It so doesn't remove him from the game. So like, you have interesting decisions in that. Because one, I really would like to remove all of your riflemen because that's how I can win the game. Yeah. But on the other side, I really don't want you to attack either, and my my odds of getting you are higher if I'm just suppress fire, right? Yep. Um, so I think those in, those decisions make it more interesting. It but is interesting. That's with that character. Now, I will say with the rifleman and the scout, it's not as interesting because you're just rolling one, and yeah. you can just you know miss. But then you have to think, okay, well, I can move closer to have better odds. Sure. But if I do that, I'm going to leave this tile, and I really need to hold this if, tile down. And if you swing and miss, then he has better odds to shoot you next time. That's right. That's a, Yeah, that's right, yeah. John. And I, I think those decisions are what make it so, so much better than just a dice-rolling game. You know, It's better than a dice-rolling game. Yeah. I have no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah but, I, but I get what you're saying because you can just miss and it, and it can be frustrating. But I will say this. In a game like this, I want to have that element. And that's a me personal thing. I want to have the element of rolling dice because you always have a chance. Here's the other thing. I didn't mention this. You have, to, you have a 10-sided die that you're rolling. I didn't even say that. So each die is a 10-sided die. Mm-hmm. If you roll the zero, which is a 10, you hit no matter what. No matter how far away you are, no matter... Um, Anything, no right? How, what, what their, how high is. their defense yeah. is or anything like that, you're going to hit them. And I think that's that's good because it, every time you roll, you have a chance of taking yeah. out their person. Yeah, I do. You, you said terrain. I do like how you can go up on hills and there is harder to shoot people and stuff like that. I think that that's, that's interesting. I did kind of feel like I was, I mean, it was thematic to me. Yes. Um, even though it didn't have miniatures, I felt like I was in a war and I thought, felt like I was strategizing. The last game, I thought I had the right strategy and it didn't end up working, but I was trying to build a wall going to build a wall to where oh, Dean couldn't boy. get over. And, you know, what's interesting about this, too, positively, is that it's not just about shooting all Dean's guys. Like, you have to control territories. That's what the game is. So I could blow away 50 of his guys. Well, you're not going to have that many. 10 of his guys, but if he controls the territories for however many points the scenario is, that's one way to win. Then you're going to win the game. Right. And that, that happened. the first game, I was more focused on shooting his guys than controlling territories, and he won because of that. Mm-hmm. He just positioned his guys better and won because of that. Second game, I was more, much more aware of it, but it didn't work out either. This game's getting like a one because Dean beat me twice in a row. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not at all. Uh, but no, but, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Okay. We can, I think we can go ahead and move into final yep. thoughts on this um, because it is a, a pretty simple game overall, but there is a lot of tactical decisions to sure, make throughout yeah. the game. And, and I, I'm going to emphasize this again. I know we've already said this, but that initiative piece, this goes into the final thought. The initiative piece becomes so important in this game because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just want to use a fog of war, which is just a one initiative, which means more than likely you're going to go last um, yeah. if you play that fog of war. So sometimes you don't care, but a lot of times you do. You want to take your actions first so that you can be the first one to fire sure. or the first one to move into a position to take control of a tile. And I just think that that part is really fascinating, super interesting. I love the I love multi-use cards anyway, yeah. and I love deck building anyway. And combining 
those two things together is really big for me. And that's I, this game gets a high rating from me. This one's going to get an eight and a half. Now here's the thing. Wow, that's a that's there if, you go. If it's a this one could move higher. Wow. Now, they're, they're Undaunted Africa, is that the name of the, yeah. the next one coming out? Undaunted Africa is going to come out this year. I'm interested to see the scenarios and how they change because the scenarios overall in this game are pretty much the same. You're, you're trying to hold points. Um, now they play out differently. Sometimes you're, you know, you're battling it out in the middle. North Africa. I thought uh, it was North Africa. Africa. Okay. Um, sometimes you're battling it out in the middle. Um, and, and that's a lot of like, just a lot of shooting at each other, but then sometimes you, yeah. it's not that, you know? And, and so I think there's, there are some interesting changes, but I want to see more of the scenarios, like wind conditions be different. Yeah. So anyway, but I still really, really enjoy this game. I think it's fantastic. Eight and a half. That's a big time score. Yeah, it is. All right. So I've kind of mentioned, I've already mentioned my positive and negatives. I like how it's got the deck building aspect. I like how you're playing cards to do your actions. You're making um, the choices even on when you play the cards, which action do I want to do for this player? Um, I like how, and I didn't mention this, I just I like how there's a bunch of different, depending on the scenario, um, but there can be a lot of different guys, a lot of different choices. You can uh, have mortar guys, you can have snipers, you could have riflemen. Uh, the, the first scenario we played was a lot more limited, and I, I much enjoyed the second scenario a lot better because there was just a lot more choices on those guys. But then uh, negatively, again, for me, there's a lot, there is uh, definitely luck involved in this game, um, especially if you really need to take one of his guys out at the right time and you just roll pooey then you just it can it, he could just come right around shoot you and then now you're like darn it like right. it, that can happen um but the, the but um this is not my style of game dean yeah. i i was i was really hoping that this was going to make me really get into some of this kind of stuff i really was and i did thoroughly enjoy this i can see why people might give this a 10 like if you like war games this is this is an excellent excellently designed game if you like these tactical type games, one versus one, back and forth, me versus you, tug of war, we're doing, you know, this is an excellent game, y'all. But if I'm going to go by BGG's ratings for me personally, I'm going to give this a six and a half out of 10. And the reason is because a six means we'll play if in the mood, a seven means usually willing to play. And honestly, it's not my style, so I'm not really going to usually be willing to play. But I want to give the caveat of, this is an excellent, it's kind of weird for me to say, personally, I'm rating it six and a half, but it's an excellent game. Yeah, but that's how you have to rate it. I, yeah. I, and I don't, you know, people understand that I think that you're going to play games that you want to play. Yeah. And, and this is the style that you're not really into. It's, it's right. And so, and, and, and if you don't, if you're not really into these, will this one draw you in? Maybe it's better than most other ones. This could be one of my, it's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Like this. So yeah, maybe it'll draw you in. It just didn't do enough for me that changes that to really draw me in. But it's a great game. I think for you, John, you just need to get out of your, you need to get out of that rut that you're in. You only like mid to heavyweight Euros. <laughs> that's it. There's nothing else. That's, that's honestly, that's about true. That's, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to combat you. Lame. Yeah, no, that's the Sorry. word I would use to describe you and your game playing. I know you have a much broader <laughs> enjoyment. You you can play Zuloretto. I, I like games. You can play. I can enjoy the Great any... Western Trail. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's just your, your. You can play Brussels, which might be a great segue to the next let's, segment. Let's just jump right into that. But anyway, that is a six and a half from John. It's an eight and a half from me. Makes sense, right? I think. That's right. Um, what about getting this game is difficult. 
Okay, right so now in the U.S., when you can get it for twenty eight dollars, totally worth it. Yeah, yep, it is. And now the components aren't super heavy in this. You know, it's not a lot of components yeah. in this game, but that's a cheaper game, I think. I would have liked to seen some linen finish, maybe a little bit more protection. The cards are fine. From by coffee. the way, the cards are fine. Nope. <laughs> uh, so I, I I'm with you. I think it's it's worth it if this is a, a style of your game that that price is it's a great price point. So if it's a style of your game, if that's your style of game, that's, that's what I said. <laughs> don't don't rewind it. All right, let's look at the different Brussels. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the Showdown in Meepletown. All right, residents of Meepletown, it's time for another showdown. We're going to showdown me against Dean. Actually, it has nothing to do with me against you, does it, Dean? It always does. No matter what, huh? No matter what. It is, basically, we're showing down Brussels the card game versus Brussels the board game, which is Brussels 1897, which is the new card version, versus Brussels 1893. So before we fight back and forth about this, I'll briefly explain kind of how the card game works, because then we can just add a few more things on to the board game. So in this game... You're going to have uh, 12 cards out on the table, and you're going to be sending assistants to get cards, which can get you art, which can help you get building materials. It can have you build buildings. It can also have you sell art or get some nobles that will help you do things. But the interesting thing is, is you're going to send out one of your assistants, and you can pay what you want, but you have to pay to do the action. You may say, why would I pay more than pay less? Because at the end of the round, you're going to have... Uh, three, four different rows, and whoever has spent the most money because they're the most frou-frou, frou-frou, is that right, Dean? You're going to get the bonus at the bottom. You could also go to three different Brussels locations, uh, and you don't have to spend any money. However, whoever sends the most out there, because that's not as high class, you're going to jail. Yowzers. That's it. That's harsh. That's I mean honestly that's that's the game and what's interesting is not so you're 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 not only buying and selling art and building buildings to get victory points but you also have an area of element of area control which is interesting because um, not only are you getting bonuses for the rows but at the end of the round if four cards where all four intersect are flipped over or I mean assistants have gone out whoever has the most gets victory points. So, yep. so yeah, let's right. now let's talk really quickly about the board game and what the differences are, because there's a lot of similarities. There are a lot of similarities. So yeah. some of the differences are that, well, one, the, the most notable is that your workers are meeples and you're placing your meeples with coins under them instead of paying for that certain amount of the worker right now. Th how that plays out, it's not very different, but the fact that you're placing meeples is um the way that the board is in Brussels 1897 is, uh, I'm sorry, 1893, is that you are, one, it's randomized, like you put this randomized board out, and then whoever is the first player is going to take this corner piece, and first they're going to draw a card, and it's going to put two markers out on the board to show you where that corner piece can be, yep. 
and the board is going to change like which action spaces you can take are going to change and so like uh, one one round it might be all right i can block off either these nine spaces that we're going to use or these nine spaces or it can be these 12 spaces and or these 12 spaces so like the the action spaces that you can take throughout the game is going to change yep. which means that the first player position becomes kind of important because you want people to put their workers onto your buildings the secondary yes, actions that you can get from somebody placing a worker on your building are pretty interesting as well. You might it might give you points. It might give you um, a resources, a, a, a painting resources. There's several different things that that can happen um, with those secondary actions. But that's an interesting piece. Like the the jail part, that still is similar. Yep. Um, very similar. The the other card, the people cards that you get are pretty similar. They're pretty similar. They, I love the selling the art. Yes. In this as well. And yeah, that's a lot different because you're sliding this cursor In the card game, around. I didn't mention, sorry, I don't mean to... In the card game, you sell it for three bucks. Yeah, yeah. In this one, you can change the value of the points and the money that you're going to get from that. And yeah. you do that by moving this cursor around. And depending on how many um, different paintings that you have is how many spaces that you can move yep. that cursor to make your paintings more valuable. But also if there's two paintings in the window, you can't sell those type. You have to sell a totally mm -hmm. different type. So there's some player interaction there with which paintings you sell so that it prevents other players from Yeah, and I selling. like how you score victory points and get coins yeah. instead of just, I know I don't want to get into, but I, I, I like that about the game. Yeah, now there's there's probably some other pieces that I'm missing, but that's well, kind of the gist Yeah, let of, me say my favorite, one of my favorite parts, which I, I'll go ahead and we can just use this to segue in, is that Dean, that, that I don't know if he mentioned, I don't think he mentioned, that there is, the in-game scoring works differently. Right, yeah. And mm -hmm. whenever you're getting the, whoever spent the most in a row, you're picking a card from the bottom instead of just in the card game, you're getting a bonus immediately. And then in the fourth and last round, whoever wins that row gets the in-game scoring, which is interesting. Yeah. But here you're just you're gonna get the card, and what you're gonna do is choose from a immediate bonus now, which may be getting a worker out of jail or whatever, or go up on the prestige track or whatever, or you get some multipliers for in-game scoring. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so that that is really intriguing in the game. When do you, yeah, that balance of choosing how to, man, do I want to get the, the these points and start to build a really heavy in-game scoring for my artwork? Or, and maybe you risk that and then you start losing your artwork or having to sell it to do other actions, which kind of happened to me um, in the last game we played. Um, or do I need one of those bonuses now so I can have as many workers and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, and one other piece that I didn't mention this is you actually, you have to pay the resources to build a building that are presented to you on the board. Yep. And so uh, as you're building, you're also going to be moving this little compass dial around and it's going to have two different pointers on there pointing to the resources that you have to use. It can be, there's one spot for money, but most of them are the different, the three different types of resources. So, uh, but that's, that's kind and of, and I like that better too, um, than the card game. Yeah. The card game is a little simpler when it comes to building buildings yeah. for sure. Which you know, we can go ahead and say that as we're moving into this, you know, card yeah. games are more often than not, they're designed to be a little bit simpler. If it's like a cardboard version of the game, um, it, at least some sort of simplicity added to that, right? For sure. And um, even as I'm looking on BGG right now, you see uh, 1893, which is the board full board game weighted 3.6, basically. Yeah. And then the card game is weighted at 3. And I, would, I would probably say that's about right. Yeah. Wouldn't you, Dean? 
Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Now, okay, let's let's go on to the art and components for both of these. I know we don't often, you know, kind of follow this track, but I do want to talk about the art in both yes. of these. Um, the art for Brussels 1893. I'm just going to say art, Brussels the board game because yeah, let's just do that. I confuse myself, and I'm sure if you've not seen this game, it might be confusing. You're get, so yeah, 1893 is the board game. If you look at the art, John, do you know who did the art for this game? Alexander Roche. Do you know what else that he did? Yeah, Trois. That's what I know. And? Oh, I can't remember what all he's Jaipur done. and Carson City and uh, Radis. And there's a lot, yeah. a lot of games. I like him. Yep, a lot. This, oh, I love him. This yeah. His art. I mean, this I, is I don't up know there with, This is up there with Trois for me, for the art. Yeah, it's really good. I, I really, really like the art on this game. Yeah, the, the the board game, I'll just say right now, art is far superior. It's, it's superior. It's superior. I like the art on the card game. Yes. It, I like the art on the box. I like, but the, the, some of the nobles and stuff, it's a little more plain Jane. You know, it's, it's simplified. Uh, so I, I way like the art on the board game better. I do too, but I'm with you. I do also enjoy the 1897 art, some of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I, I would agree with that. And, now, and the components are good on, on both games. I mean, the card game is cards. They're cards. You do have like a little track, you know, fold out, fold out cardboard thing where you're keeping up with your victory points and stuff. It's fine. Brussels 1893, the board game. The components aren't mind blowing either. There's nothing like That's super. True. It's you're using cubes. You're using cubes, cubes and, and wooden meeples. meeples. Yeah. That's it. I agreed. Uh, and, you know, and, and cards. So component-wise, so, it's not like a huge difference. No. Art-wise, I definitely like the board game much better. Especially when you're looking at kind of the price tag. We'll yeah. go into that, I guess. But the price tag is double. The board game is double the price. Yeah, for sure. So For sure. All right. Now, the gameplay, let's get into that. I'm going to go ahead and say this, Which John. we kind of already have. We yeah. kind of did gameplay, and now we're doing art and components, and we're getting back into gameplay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this off. John said... When we were talking about what we were going to do for this episode, John said, would it be interesting to do a card game and a board game? And I said, yes. But here's why I said yes. I think I'm I'm not upset. I'm not angry, John. I'm not angry. I, wow. do, I don't like that every game feels like they need a card game. I agree with that statement. And furthermore, Oof. if that card game is going to be a card game version of the game, it doesn't have to be pretty much an exact representation of the game with slight changes that are worse. Wow. How about that? So look, there's no holds barred. Dean is coming right out and playing his cards. That's, this is a showdown. He's showing his cards right now. It's a now. showdown. Yeah. It is. I, I, I've moved into my, I've moved past the into gameplay. Into your final thoughts. Into my th- final thoughts. The gameplay for the card game was not as interesting to me. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I really cared for the card game that much. So let me ask you this. Pause. If you had never played the board game... It would be fun. Would you enjoy the card game? I would enjoy it. I wouldn't love it. Okay. Would you I, Would you, Would you? you be interested in buying it because it's like 20 bucks? No. Okay. I wouldn't. All right. I wouldn't. What it, what it would do is intrigue me to play the board game if that existed, right? Yeah. Now, I did play the card game of, of this first, first and then yeah. play the board game. So that's a reverse of most people out there. And you're in your first in the play of the card game that you you were just like kind of met on it a little bit or you thought it was fun? How, 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 what do you think? Um, it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It was meh. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll stop Dean. I liked it better than he did. Yes. The card game. For sure. For sure. It, it, it never blew my mind. I'm So here's, this is just a good conversation that we're going to slide into this. This is kind okay. of why I wanted to do yeah. this actually. Cause I want to have this conversation because I, 
I have several. I have, you know, in my collection, I've got, and I've wondered, do I need to get rid of? I have Castles of Burgundy. Me too. I have Castles of Burgundy, the card game. I have Power Grid. I have Power Grid, the card game. I don't have Brussels 1893, but I do have the card game now. Um, I have, and I could go and list more of those, and I wrestle with them myself. Oftentimes, when I play the card game version, almost every time, hold up, every time I'd rather play the board game. Every time. I can't think of a game that I would rather play the card game than the board game. So why would you buy a card game, John? And this is this is, this is is where I'm going next, The and because I wrestle with this, mostly for travel purposes. Okay. For Why? Travel because it fits better in your bag, right? That's exactly right. Do I you can, often have a large gaming table when you're traveling? Um, I can. Oh, let me give you an example. We went to Israel, mm-hmm. and, it, and when we went to Israel, um, for two weeks, I didn't bring any big because I didn't. I really was low on space. Sure. So I took Power Grid, the card game. I dumped everything out and put three games in that box: Innovation, Power Grid, the card game, and uh, Port Royal. Mm-hmm. And it could fit into my backpack then. And yeah, we had plenty of table space because we just would go play at dinner or something like that. How often would that happen? Would you be in that scenario where you're traveling with a group of people that wants to play games and that you have enough table space to be able to do that? Um, not all that often. Yeah, I, that's that's my problem with this. Now, if you're, yeah. if you're in that boat where you do that a lot, that's fine. That's one thing. But there is never a situation that I can think of that I would rather play the card game over the board game and it's one thing if you're saying, okay, well, the card game can fit in your in your bag better, which yep. they can, always they can. That's the yep. whole purpose of it. But if it's not going to take up any less table space, Brussels 1897 takes up the same amount of table space pretty it's, much it's pretty as what the board game does. Sure. Castles of Burgundy, as much as the board game. Sure. Uh, I don't know about Power Grid. I've not played that one. I would imagine probably not because that's less, a big board. It would be less in, okay. in Power Grid, the card game. But that's that's a problem for me. That's kind of frustrating, you know, that, yeah. that it's so similar. And in that case, you, if we bring Dice Game into this mix, which I know that's not what we're talking about, but I'm going there anyway. If you bring Dice Games into the mix, Castles of Burgundy, the Dice Game is smaller and it is able to it, it the rules change enough that it's a different game now they tend to be lighter games dice versions of, of board games tend yeah to be i was going to say what about like pandemic the cure which you talked about even mentioning on this it podcast. might be better than pandemic for me see so there so that, i just played that yesterday too. so so now the conversation is saying that it's possible that a different style easier style of a board game is better you just have not liked card games. Pandemic the Cure is not an easier game. That's, it's, the, the mechanics right. are That's s- right. slightly, maybe slightly easier, but it's really I close. I got you. It's, I, I might look that up here in just a okay. little bit. Okay, and see what the weight is. Yeah. It, see what the weight is. The difficulty well, of the game is definitely not easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but we're talking about Brussels. Sorry, I got But we are. No, and, and so I think that that's, but that's a really good conversation to have. Um, I... I like the card game. I actually think it's a really good card game. Like, if you if you haven't played the board game and you just want a good kind of midweight Euro fun, I like the decisions that you're making about sending your assistants out, how much to pay them. I love that there's area control with the cards. I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. I love trying to, you know, see how much, see if you're going to win one of the rows and just deciding what tracks I'm going to go up. Um, do I want to go heavy with construction and have really big in-game score with that? Do I want to go with a lot of um, uh, paintings and, and stuff like that? Uh, art, 
Uh, I like it. I think it's a really fun game. It's actually, when I think about it, when it comes to card games of board games, it's up there for me. Now, of course, the caveat is I would still much rather play the board game of this. Yep. Me too. And I, I would agree with those statements. And it's, it's a good game. It's a good, it is this is a, a good game. It the is card a good game. game's a good game. It's fun. I will play it because I don't own the, own the board game. Yeah. It's a good game. I think it's just so situational. The other, the other reason why you, the other reason why you would play it is because of the time. Um, That's a great point. But, we didn't talk about that. But so in this one, it says Brussels, the board game, 50 to 125 minutes. So hour to two hours. The card game is forty to sixty minutes, which yeah. is which is a positive. That is good. It's still not gonna it's not gonna win me over for that either. Now again, like I know that I'm not the voice of the people or anything sure. like that. Like everyone has the reasons why they buy their games. It's just this is just it's a lesser game. It just is, and it doesn't take up any less space except in your bag. And I would always always rather play the board game of this. If I played the card game, it would only make me wish that I played the board game. Yeah, if I if I get the board game, I actually will keep both, I think, because it is one of my more favorite of the card games, like I said. And it will be highly situational. It'll, it won't be going on vacation, uh, like a beach vacation, because I'm going to take my whole tote, and I'm going to bring the whole board game if I want to play that game, right? But if it's, if it's something where I'm going... On a trip, I don't have a lot of space. Um, would I don't do business trips anymore, but I could see like if we had like a business trip where all of us got together and I didn't really want to take a giant bag and take a bunch of boxes or get them damaged, that I would might just throw uh, some card games. The other the other slight benefit would be like the Brussels a card game is easier. It's weighted less. I could more easily teach that. For for example, when I went to Israel, I brought Power Grid the card game. Taught it pretty easy. It's pretty simple to understand. Then when my buddy Justin came back here, what did we play on Saturday? Power Grid, the board game, which he preferred. Yeah. But it was also a nice intro to... So we can draw people in. So you could, I could play the card game and teach like Dean. It was easier for you to learn Brussels 1893 because you had first learned the card game. Is that a reason to own it? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But it's it is it is there, and so and for I think, some people it is, and me it's not. Yeah, and so if I owned the board game, so here's the question for me: is if I owned the board game first, would I buy the card game? And it would be situational. I wouldn't buy the card game unless I was going on a trip, and I thought I would like to have that. However, the card game on like Mini Mart is like seventeen bucks. Yeah. It's cheap, yeah. so it's not like. It's not like it costs very much. I'm just I'm asking that question. Do you think people who own the board game should go if they're they're asking themselves right now? I listen to this podcast right now because I want to see if it's worth getting the card game. Here are the reasons why it would be time. It's a little bit faster, but it's not way 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 faster. No, if you're playing a, I would say if, two player game, I would imagine probably be about the same. Yeah, right. Possibly. Um, slightly shorter, but not enough to make a difference. So time could make a difference if you're playing maybe four player. I guess. Um, if you need it to travel and you have a big enough table that you could play the card game, then that would be a reason. The cost would be a reason, but if you already have the game, then that's not a factor in there. Um, or there was another one I thought of and it's not coming to my mind right now. I guess the, the, the simplicity of it and being able to teach new people. That's right. Yeah. I, I watched some reviews or some people. I, I, there were there are people that might like the card game better because I've heard like people will mention like phrases like streamlined. They thought it was more streamlined. It was easier to teach, and I, I, I 
the thing the problem with the me board is, game clicked with me easier yeah but uh, part of that is because it was um i guess because i played the card game it before probably did. i played the board game yeah and it was almost like playing the game again yeah it's it, there's a lot of similarities like as we were playing the card game um Jonathan was saying, wow, it's going to be super easy to teach the board game. Yep. Over and over, make, kept making that statement, yep. So, which is very true. Yeah, very true. I will say this. This is a, a me thing. I don't like playing cards as workers. Have I, Did I tell you this? Like, oh, this guy, Go watch our worker replacement video because <laughs> Dean pooed on every game I said that didn't have an actual meeple that went out to go do something. Yep. That's right. I did. I did. It doesn't feel the same putting a card out there as a worker. This is ridiculous. Nonsense. Just put meeples in the box. How about that? You're nonsense. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't be the card game then at that point. But but alas. All right. Here's what I'll say. I'll end with this. We should have done a showdown between like board game, card game, and dice game. Yeah. Like board game, the card game, board game, the dice game. All right. Here's what I would say. I would always rather have the board game, always. In every situation, I can't think of one. Offhand, I can't think of one that I would rather have any of the other versions. I can't either. Oh, oh no, 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 that's not true. Pandemic, maybe. Because Pandemic the Dice Game is at least as oh, good. Oh, I thought you were just talking about card games. Pandemic sorry. the Dice Game, sorry. card. Yeah, card yeah. game, no, I can't think of a, another one. Um, so it would be board game, then board game the Dice Game, and then board game the card game for me. That's how I would rate those because typically the dice game is enough different that I could have both of them. Yeah. Would you agree? Just agree with me. We can move on. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Say it. I'm going to disagree. Just, just to disagree. How dare you? How dare. Dice game tend to be lighter. <laughs> Pandemic the Cure is... I haven't played a lot is of... Is weighted 2.05 and Pandemic is 2.42. It's interesting Interesting that I'm really intrigued by Twa Dice coming out, even though I'll always rather play the actual board game. I, I am. <laughs> it always ropes me in. It, yeah. oh, this Brussels game, I was so excited. Like It always ropes me in, and then I'm like, yeah, it's not as good as a board game. Yeah, I, I, I'm false prey to that too. No, I'm trying to think of games. Oh my gosh. Like, let's say they came out with uh, Puerto Rico, the card game, San Juan. San Juan's a good game. San Juan, That's true. San Juan is the best card version of a board game. That actually, I forgot about San Juan. You you may be accurate on that statement. Maybe, maybe. I gotta think about it. But it, San Juan is really good. But it's enough different too, you know. Like you're using sure. card for payment. It's one of the first card games that I remember doing that. Like using cards. It's as, a lot easier to teach than Puerto Rico too. I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Um. But if I'm trying to think of another game that could do that, I guess like Great Western Trail, the card game. But that it's here's the you? weird thing, Dean. Though, like, here's the question. I know we probably need to wrap the episode up, but yeah, if. We're kind of faulting games for being too similar to the board game. If it's too dissimilar, then is it even the card game? You understand what I'm saying? Like, can I call it Brussels? Well, it's not called the card game, though. It's not. But the dice it's in game, the same universe. The dice games that I've played have a different feeling than the, but you, than but the card game. But it still versions. has a connection to Connection, the yes, but it's different enough. That's that what I can you own prefer. Both. You prefer there be in the connection, but it be different enough. Pandemic Cure is a great example. Yeah, There's a connection, you. but it's very different. Okay. Castles of Burgundy to the dice game, although it's really light and probably you wouldn't like it, but I would rather own it than the dice game, than the card game. There you go. All right. All right. Can I keep ranting? Should I keep ranting? This has been fun, actually. Yeah. It's been a fun conversation. So we both agree the board game is better in case you didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's not even close. And we probably won't do these episodes ever again, maybe, but I just felt like we needed to, we needed to say that. The people need to know. 
Board game is better than the card game. There you go. All right. Now, tell people how they can get in touch with us. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to rate it. That would be amazing. We also are on YouTube, which we talked about. If you want to go check out that worker placement uh, video, there's a bunch of other... A lot of other videos. Just look up Meeple Town. We're at Meeple Town Games on Google Play. Uh, oops, nope. No, we're at Meeple Town Games on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then finally, we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Seven. Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. Mm-hmm.